Hello and welcome to Locked On Astros, your daily Astros podcast. Here are your hosts, Eric the Man Heisman and Brett H-Town Wheelhouse Chansey. We are Locked On Houston Astros and we hope that you join us for a daily Locked On Astros podcast. My name is Eric Heisman. You can find me on Twitter at Eric Talk Astros. Find the show at Locked On Astros. Your team every day. Brett, where can I find you at? You can find me at HTM Wheelhouse on Twitter and at Strohs411 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Always positive, always Strohs. Guys, continuing make, making the Locked on Astros podcast your first listen every day, whether that's on YouTube, keep on subscribing to us and keep on liking us on YouTube and uh, going to listen on your way to work, on your way home from work, or during your lunch break to uh, Apple, Odyssey, Spotify, wherever you listen to your uh, podcast, listen to Locked on Astros podcast. So, wow. Are y'all excited yet? We got Justin Verlander back. Uh, this was so exciting. I know, Justin, I know that uh, Justin, I'm so excited about Justin Verlander. Um, Brett was <laughs> telling me about this, and I, I had taken a little nap. Um, truth be told, I took a little nap, and Brett uh, texted me like, hey, uh, you're probably asleep, but wake up, wake up. Uh, we got uh, Verlander back, and I'm like, no, 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 I, I haven't heard anything about this. And then I, I searched, and we did. And uh, this, it, it's just so weird because I've been reading all day that uh, Verlander pre- prefer, prefers the East Coast. He prefers um, to go there. And I even saw somebody say that he wants to go play for the Angels. And uh, it just makes me realize that, oops, these guys don't know what they're talking about all the time. Well, you know, I can I can tell you this. I've 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 called it all along. I've had a hunch that he was going to stay in Houston. I really believe that Jim Crane um, thinks very highly of Justin Verlander. He was a key part of the 2017 World Championship run for the Houston Astros in the World Series. He won the Cy Young in 2019. He won 18 games in 2018. And he also threw a no-hitter in his last full season. Justin Verlander must have done something right to impress not only the Astros, but the Angels, the Red Sox, the Braves, the Yankees. Um, pretty much all these teams were coming in bidding for him. What's funny is the second the Astros sign him, all the other teams' fan bases are going, well, we're so glad we didn't sign Justin Verlander when every one of them were like, imagine our rotation, Cole, Verlander, and all these people. And it is just amazing the flip and the flop that goes on with the second the guy signs with the Astros. Now, I'll tell you this, Eric. When it was being announced that he was going to all these other places, I knew that he had turned down talks about going to the Angels. There was some talk and a prediction by um, the ESPN guy, and I, I can't remember the guy's name, who, who, who does all the – no, yeah, no, not him. Him. no, not him. No, anyways, some other guy that's got an Italian last name, the rights for ESPN, we, he, when he made all the predictions, he had put Scherzer and Verlander going to San Francisco. It's like, oh, that's interesting. And of course, once we signed JV, they're like, let's get Max Scherzer too. We turned into like almost like Yankees fans. Let's get Scherzer. Let's get Marte. Let's get everybody. Let's bring them all aboard. And here's the thing. There are some people, Eric, that don't like this signing because they think we're committing too much to a 39-year-old pitcher coming off a of Tommy John surgery. Right. He is Justin Berlander. He is that horse. Uh, he is that guy who's going to solidify this rotation. He's that guy who 
in the playoffs, you're going to feel very confident about going game one. If he's, he's probably going to, yeah, there's going to be some bumps in, um, just some bumps along the road in his first uh, season back from Tommy John. Yeah. Uh, there's going to be some, and ifs, buts, but, uh, the good thing is you have a deep rotation right now. You had James click saying, you know what? I don't think we need to go out there and get any pieces for the rotation. I'm very confident about this rotation. Now all of a sudden there, uh, you add Justin Verlander to a rotation that your GM has already said, look, I, I'm, I, we don't need to add in pieces. Now you add Justin Verlander to it. That that's really good. And uh, I just love that Ben Verlander was the one who broke the news. And he yeah, said, that was, it's, yeah. it's official. Justin Verlander is signing with the Houston Astros. Right. And I literally retweeted 11 seconds after he tweeted that I retweeted him a quote tweeted. I said, Ben Verlander had it first and I called it because I've been calling this signing. I did not see Justin Verlander going to the Yankees. I did not see him going back to the Tigers. He wants to contend. And Justin Verlander obviously feels like the Astros is the best place for him to do that because he probably wants to win another ring. He probably wants to go out and this is a prove it year. And someone did mention earlier in the comments, it would have been better to have a club option, but Justin Verlander wasn't going to going to let the Astros right. off that easy. But, whoa, hey, where did I go? Um, oh, sorry. So, that's okay. <laughs> he, Eric just took me out of the show. He's like, you're gone. You're done. You're canceled. So, if, if you're listening to audio, my picture just disappeared. That's okay. So, so here's the deal with Justin Verlander signing for $25 million for one year and a player option, is you hope that the kind of the long ball bug that he had, un, that he had a little bit, um, in those two seasons that he fixes that, but that he comes back strong. People are already talking about, is he the opening day starter? Is Lance McCullers Jr. opening day starter? Only time will tell in that. The Astros had to have seen something in his recovery, Eric, in his throwing, watching his workout program that simply allowed him. I'm trying to type something in. That's why. Okay. okay. That something allowed him to basically say, okay, we're going to pay this man $25 million. It is $13 million less than what he was getting paid before. They are saving money. And so at the end of the day, what does it mean? Does it mean they committed too much money? No. Crane said he is going to spend money. He said, we are going to be at the top of the league when it comes to spending. I believe, Eric, and tell me what you think of this. I believe that for some odd reason, the market for Carlos Correa is not there like he wants it to be. And Justin Verlander coming back means, I think, an easier path to bring back one Carlos Correa to the team. I disagree. I think that uh, it's I think that what we see here is Justin Verlander is smart. He realizes that there is the work stoppage coming up on December 1st. And he's like, look. I don't want to spend the whole winter just worrying about where I'm going to be. People asking me questions. I want to just go ahead and I have some type of loyalty to the Astros. I feel bad for only pitching one game in the last two years. Uh, Jim Crane is uh, he, he and I are kind of close and this guy really wants me back. And I feel like I have some unfinished business with this team. I don't, I don't want to wait too long to uh, choose my team and, I have all these teams that want me. They could pair me up with Max Scherzer with the Dodgers. I can go 
Max Scherzer to the uh, to the the Giants, but at the same time, I like it here. Kate Upton maybe likes it here. I mean, I, yeah, we I like think, it here. I think she had a, like this. Yeah. yeah, I I think she had a lot of pull in this, and I think at his stage in life, you're gonna make more of a family decision. And hey, that's not a that's not a tough family decision to make to stay where you're familiar with, to stay with the club you've been with, to get twenty five million. That's not bad. Now the question becomes: Is does he automatically skyrocket to the opening day starter? Like Mister Corona says, I think you still start LMJ. I think he's still your ace. You committed to him in a long term deal, paying him eighty five million. If he's ready to go opening day, I think Lance McCullers Jr. is your starting pitcher, and Justin Verlander is your second game pitcher to open up the season. Uh, you know what? Uh, I, I don't know if I would bet on that, but speaking of betting, let's talk about betonline.ag. So we're back in better than ever, a new web interface for the start of the basketball season, more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to our new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use your promo code Locked On to receive your bonus from basketball, football, baseball, postseason, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. All right, so to kind of address your question, I wanted to go ahead and talk about what's going on with uh, Justin Verlander. We understand that the year after, you're typically under a inning re- restrictions, especially with him being a 39-year-old pitcher. They're going to probably want to limit his innings. So you don't want to trade all of your starting depth because you want to have uh, possibly at times a six-man rotation. So you definitely want to keep that option open. So Christian Javier may still be moving to the uh, bull, to the rotation because you definitely want to have that option to say, oh, we need to have skip um, Justin Verlander. So with that being said, I think that uh, McCullers will still be the opening day starter. He finished seventh uh, in the Cyan talk for in the Cyan voting for uh, this year's Cyan. I know that Robbie Ray won, and I know Robbie Ray was the clear choice for the 2021 season. So that is, um, I'm not even going to say the Astros were dissed like they were um, with the, I mean, I, I don't think I even said that with Luis Garcia. I think that uh, a Rosarina kind of won it. And I, I, I'm i not sure if you talked about it yesterday, but Dusty Baker finishes, finished third in the manager of the year voting. Yeah, and, I thought that was, yeah. I mean, honestly, as, as much stuff as I gave Dusty Baker over the, over the year, I know the Rays won their they had their first 100 win season. I get that, but I think with what Dusty Baker had to deal with in the long run over the season, I think Dusty Baker to me would have been an easy choice as manager of the year in the American League. Yeah, but the Astros have options now, and that's something that we didn't see at times this year. We we saw them in spring training, desperate for another starter, especially from Valdez with his uh, was it pinky issue or um, it was a ring finger or something. I forgot what the, the 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 injury he had in spring training, but they were desperate and they went out there and got Jake Odorizzi, and now he is that extra piece that maybe you can look to go out and trade for an outfielder. Or something like that. But what I'm trying to say is that they're 
look for the Astros to use the six-man rotation. We saw them do that at the end of the 2021 season, and especially with Verlander being on some type of inning restrictions, him being uh, he, him being 39 uh, years old, him throwing only one game basically in two seasons. Uh, yeah, you're going to limit his innings, and you want to keep him strong for the playoffs. Uh, I mean, assuming with Justin Verlander back in fold, you're going to make the playoffs in I- 2022. Right. I, I still think I still think JV could get 100 plus innings. I think he could get I think he could get between 120, 140 innings. I just I just if he if he's a workhorse that he is and he's a hard thrower that he is and and he's able to go, he's going to give you the innings if he's there. With Jake Odorizzi, he is your seventh guy. You 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 have a six man rotation plus one, and so Odorizzi I think is I think it's a, a certainty. Um, maybe not a certainty, but I think it's very highly, um, very highly likely that I can't speak right now that that someone in that rotation is going to get traded. Eric Odorizzi, Javier Valdez, Urquidy, any of those guys that I named could possibly go off in a trade. And I know the last two guys I mentioned, um, <laughs> Urquidy and um, Valdez, a lot of people wouldn't talk about trading. But I heard an interesting idea from a friend of mine. He said, what if we traded? Now, y'all don't y'all don't shoot the messenger here. Just hear me out. What if we traded um, Framber Valdez, okay, for Byron Buxton and Jake Rogers there in Minnesota? Now, the first thing you'll say is, well, you know, Byron Buxton's injury, injury prone. Look into his injuries. Look into his broken hand where he got hit by a pitch. That wasn't his fault. There are other injuries that he has. And right now he's only making $7.5 this next year. If you can get Byron Buxton healthy, and playing center field, you're going to pay about a third of what you're going to pay, Mar- you know, that you're going to pay Starling Marte. Um, and you get Rogers, who is a lefty, who is one of the most dominant relief pitchers in the league. And there are some people. Now, I listen, I'm not for trading Framber Valdez, Eric, but does Framber Valdez Did he look take better? Jake Rogers? Oh, I'm sorry. Think- okay. Whoever, whoever Rogers, whoever the Rogers, is it Tyler Rogers? Um, help yeah, me out. Jake Rogers is the catcher from, um, okay. The- okay. So, okay. So not Jake Rogers. It is the left-handed relief pitcher Rogers from Minnesota. Let's just leave it at that. I'm not saying Taylor that Rogers. I, yeah, Taylor Rogers. Thank you. I'm not saying that I want to trade. I'm telling you the, the option that was like the idea that was thrown my way. And this was their words. Frember Valdez has looked really good because of Carlos Correa was like, hmm, that's interesting. That's an interesting take. Now, I love Framber Valdez. I think he's great. I love when he's on the mound. I love when he has his stuff. I would never personally advocate to get rid of him or to trade him, but would a trade like that make sense? I know Byron Buxton um, has some injuries, but you need to go read articles on his injuries, what kind of injuries he's had. And he's only 28. Starling Marte is almost 34. And Starling Marte is two or three times the price. So what do you say? You know, I don't know. I mean, you could get Byron Buxton on. You would have to sign him to an extension, get him next year, and then you'd have to sign him again because he's an unrestricted free agent after next year. Well, they're different players. but I think with Marte, you would get more speed. I know that Buxton did have a year where he had 29 stolen bases. But overall, Marte is more of a speed guy versus a power guy. I know he's had some uh, years where he's had the power. 
But overall, uh, Buxton had a great year last year. He had 19 home runs, and I know he had a shortened season. Um, he only played 61 games. You're always going to deal with the injuries with him. He is somebody who's uh, See, always right. going to deal with injuries. Well, that, but but that's what I'm saying. If you if you look into you if you look into yeah, his injuries, right? Yeah, those, you know, those injuries yeah. are not. Do I know? I heard what you said, but yeah. that's just something that the Astros don't typically like to trade for. Oh, I know, I know. But if you can, if you can, because that's going to be a reason why I don't think Minnesota signs him to a huge deal. But I think he could go somewhere else, and he has value. That that's just one trade option, and and there are many out there. I really think Odorizzi is the odd man out here because I really think they like Valdez or like think they like Arcidi. Of course, Luis Garcia is not going anywhere. But one of these guys is definitely not going to be in this rotation. You don't pay Odorizzi that much, Eric, to be a long reliever. He's not Brad Peacock. He's better than that. And go ahead and trade him while he has value. Yeah. So I know that uh, a lot of people are saying they want Correa back. I well, really don't see Correa back. At we this all do. Point. I mean, we all do. Yeah, I mean, Here's, we love his defense. He's won the platinum a gold glove. I mean, gold glove, and you just want this type of guy back. He's the the, the heart of this team. I mean, Springer was at heart, but then once it was clear that Springer was gone, then Correa kind of took over. But uh, the Astros won't go past that five years, and uh, then Correa wants this many. So you're not all of a sudden going to multiply it by double it by two. We're doing scale factor in my geometry kids, and they're not going to just go by scale factor of two all of a sudden. And here is the problem with Correa wanting that is our teams in which teams, the only team, Eric, I see doing that with a realistic high AAV are the Texas Rangers. The Detroit Tigers are not going to sign him for that long, for that much. Yeah. The New York Yankees have got their sights set on Corey Seager. The Yankees, of course, they're in the bid for everybody. I kind of joked last night, Eric, that if my late grandfather had something to offer the Yankees, the Yankees would offer him a contract just because they want to offer everybody a contract. They think they they deserve everybody because they're the Yankees. And Steinbrenner actually made some comments about Correa. They said, are you thinking about him? And what do you what do you think about Correa? He's like, well, I know a lot of people say, well, the 2017 thing, and I think it's time for people to move on. I think at some point you basically have to you have to look at something and say, okay, the past is in the past and let it go because every year the Yankees are looking at every player that's available. So Carlos Correa isn't off the table in New York. I just see the Rangers being able to throw him the baby in the bathwater and everything in between. And imagine playing Carlos Correa for 19 games a year in a Rangers uniform, and he puts up his left hand over his left ear or his, you know, when he when he rounds third base, you know what I'm saying? And imagine the booze he would get from Minute Maid Park once he hit a home run against his old team. There are yeah, so man. many, yeah. I'm just saying, there are so many interesting scenarios that could play out. I just think the Rangers is a likelihood if he doesn't stay here. And I'm going to say this, I'm going to stick by this, I'm going to stick to this like I stuck to my guns on Verlander. I think the chances of Carlos Cray coming back actually went up with signing Verlander. I'm going to stick with it. Okay. I don't think that they they can find a, a compromise between him wanting 10 year, eight to 10 years and them only wanting to give five years. Or maybe if you believe that one offer of six years, I mean, 
that's a lot of years, man. I mean, uh, but the like, market, but the market out there is not going to give him that many years right now. I, the only right. other team is the Rangers. And do you want to be on the Rangers for the next 10 years? Yeah. I wouldn't want to play for the Rangers. I mean, I wouldn't want my enemies kid to play for the Rangers. They suck. They're terrible. They're a terrible organization. Yeah. But if Correa is all about the AAV and he's all about the money, if money talks and you know what walks and they offer him 38 million a year, He's going to Arlington, man. Hey guys, you know what you should do? Continue listening to Locked On Astros podcast and making us your first listen every day, whether that's on YouTube. Keep on subscribing. Uh, keep on giving us some likes and listen to us uh, on uh, your way to work, on your way home from work, on audio, whether it's Apple, Spotify, Odyssey, wherever you listen to your uh, your uh, podcast, just listen to Locked On Astros podcast. So um, I just think that... Uh, that just because the Astros signed Verlander, I think that definitely means they're out on Carlos Correa for sure. Uh, I think that what that means. So if uh, a lot of people are talking about Starling Marte, and if you're going to sign Starling Marte, you're going to have to uh, maybe sign him for a three year deal uh, at his age, maybe, maybe three year deal, maybe four year deal. Uh, to not inhibit the future signings. So you may have to trade somebody like a Jake Odorizzi. I don't want to trade Jake Odorizzi. I know a lot of people do not like Jake Odorizzi. But Why you don't you want to seven, trade him? You, you don't seven, need seven pitchers. Yeah, you don't need. Look at what we got had went through this year. No, you, you, don't need, Eric, you don't need seven starters. No. Do you remember 2017 where we had to rely on freaking Mike Fires through and a bunch of nobodies to pitch through the. Um, the end of the season because all our starters were hurt. Okay. You still don't need seven starters. If you've got a starter that you can trade for solid relief pitching that you actually need more of, then you do that. I'm just saying. No, I don't want Craig gone. I just don't think that we can afford him. I mean, there's just, there's no way that they can afford him guys. No, okay. Did you did, did you did you read what I said about Odorizzi? I was talking about Odorizzi and you went off on Correa. No, no. Somebody said that Eric I know. Well, wants Correa gone with the way he's talking. No, I don't want Correa gone. I want him to be here for the rest of his career, but I'm a realist and I know that there's no way that they, they're gonna find the, the the match. I just I just don't see I don't see you you are not gonna have a seven man rotation, number one. You're not gonna do that. Number two you're not going to pay Joe Gutierrez to go to the bullpen. Number three, you're not going to put Christian Javier in the bullpen because he's terrible there. And you're not going to move Framber, or you're not going to move Rikidi, and you're not going to move Garcia. You've got your one through five. Your sixth man has got to be one person. And I mean, your sixth man, not your sixth starter necessarily, is Justin Verlander. Gutierrez is the odd man out. You don't pay him that much money to have him be a relief pitcher. And that's fine. You can agree with Eric all you want, but I'm telling you, you don't need seven starters. You just don't. Because starters, okay, guys, how long are starters going on average? Five innings for the the most part. No. Oh, in in the regular season, they're going shorter and shorter. Gone are the days of pitchers going deep into games. Let's just face it. That's a reality of the game. You've got to evolve with the game. The game is shorter innings per pitcher. The Astros need to beef up the relief pitching, and they can have starters go five innings and stop them there. And you can limit their innings. You see what I'm saying? But you're not going to put a seven-man rotation out on the field. 
you're not going to put Odorizzi in the bullpen and you're not going to put Christian Javier in the bullpen. You've got a log jam. And last night I talked about Chris Taylor coming to the Astros. If we don't get Carlos Correa, you bridge the gap with someone like a Chris Taylor before Jeremy Pena comes in. But Eric, this is what I'm hearing about Jeremy Pena is he's a lot closer to being MLB ready than a lot of people think. Now I did say last night he needs an extra 200 to 300 at bats because of his hand injury. But he's major league ready when it comes to his glove. The Astros really like him. I still think they go for a cheap option to bridge the gap between starting Pena and then put him in about midway through the season where he's a starter. You get a budget guy at short, and that way you can have a platoon at short because you're not going to rely on Diaz. It'll be funny if you bring in Chris Taylor from the Dodgers. That would just be hilarious. I would love it. No, I dude, dude, Chris Taylor's a great hitter. Oh, I know. I would. I, I mean, I, I would love him so on this team. Ironic. And then we win it, and yeah. then we play LA, and, and you know. And then there's a whole cheating scandal, and all the and we we beat the Dodgers again, and then uh, there's a cheating scandal, and the Dodgers are like, hey, Chris, you participated in this cheating scandal. What's the matter with you? Didn't you learn anything the first time around? Hey, just like Dusty I'm Baker said, the I'm Astros kidding. don't cheat. Come on, Eric. <laughs> Yeah, so um, I know I mentioned this earlier, but McCullers finished uh, seventh in the American League uh, with the Cy Young voting. He got one third place votes and four uh, fourth place votes and three fifth place votes. Who is that? So, uh, Lance McCullers. Oh yeah, nice. That's nice. So uh, c- considering this is uh, his um, one of his um, full seasons that he's had, that's uh, pretty good, and that shows how how dominant this guy can be and why the Astros gave him that deal. So. I think that the Astros for next year with Justin Verlander in fold, I know that the deal is not technical. It's not official yet until the Astros uh, market official. But for those of y'all that's just joining us, the Astros have given Justin Verlander a one-year deal for $25 million for 2023 and then a player option for 2024. No. Sorry, 2022, and then a player option for 2023. Yeah. And that means that he's basically here for two years because unless he gets a better offer, I, I don't think he can even take um, like field calls until he declines that deal. So I'm pretty sure he's going to be like uh, 25 million at 40 years old. Yeah, I'll take it. Unless. Oh, yeah. No, it. It, it definitely is in his favor, and people keep asking us, hey, what about what about um, our catcher? You know, Maldi's not a very good hitter. Well, you got Corey Lee. You're going to see three Sugarland Skeeters make their debuts this year. You're going to see Jeremy Pena, you're going to see Corey Lee, and you're going to see Hunter Brown. I believe you're going to see those three hit Minute Maid Park at some point in the season. Um, Forrest Whitley, if everything goes to plan, I think he's a late season call up because they did say that he's on schedule to start mid season. That's from James click himself. James click believes in Forrest Whitley. James click really likes Forrest Whitley and wants him to succeed. And so there, I think one of their top goals is to get that kid in the major leagues to show off the stuff that they've all know that he's had, but it's just one of those things where, yeah. And Hunter Brown, his idol is actually Justin Verlander. And when he throws, he looks like a young Justin Verlander. He's emulated his entire, the leg kick, the way he throws everything is exactly like Justin Verlander. And so, um, dude, 
we're not done with this offseason. This offseason's got a lot more run. And I think 2021 and 2022 is going to be, it's going to be a great season, dude. I just love this tweet from the other day. Uh, ESPN's Jeff Passan says, Justin Verlander was signed this week and he thinks the team he was signed with is the Yankees. How did that work <laughs> out for you? And I, I, I saw this uh, tweet and it had uh, Kate Upton with a whole bunch of Yankees gear on and uh, somebody was like, oh, this means that uh, Justin Verlander is going to sign with the Yankees. Um, okay, sure. And all of them got it wrong. Guess who got it right? Your boy right here. I I knew he wasn't going anywhere, Eric. I just, I I read the room and, and people, people ignored it because it was the Houston Astros. People ignored it. And that's right. If the, Yan- the Yankees hate us, so they're trying to beat us. And until the Yankees realize this, Eric, the New York Yankees have hardly any homegrown talent. The Houston Astros have 14 players on their roster that they've drafted and brought up into the major leagues. Behind them, I think, is the White Sox at 12, and there's two or three other teams that are on the top four or five. The Yankees don't do it the right way. We do it the right way. We have a sustainable run. I'm thinking the Astros are at least going to make the ALCS this next year. I think they've got them in it, got it in them to make a big playoff run. And that's where I'll close things out for me tonight. Oh, um, by the way, I have breaking news. Uh, Justin Verlander declines the qualifying offer from the Houston Astros. <laughs> he declined that before. Uh, that means that if he signs with another team, the Astros Stop. get a draft. Stop, <laughs> Eric. Stop. Did you just get that on your phone? You have an Android? Oh, no, just kidding. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, but uh, the Astros uh, did officially announce that Carlos Cray and Justin Verlander did uh, decline the qualifying offer. So uh, the uh, Verlander's back, and now uh, Carlos Cray is officially, 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 officially a free agent. So, um, so the uh, so we'll see what happens there. But uh, definitely. Um, We'll see what happens. There's a lot to go on. If you want to, know, you said the off season's not over. I would say that at this point, the off season begins with re-signing Kendall Graveman. I think that's a big part of it. Um, I mean, it began with bringing back uh, Verlander, a but I think Kendall Graveman is uh, a big part of it. I would say that you need to address either shortstop or center field. And then you need to um, maybe just go from there, go to maybe another bullpen piece. And I think that uh, that's probably going to be the offseason. I wouldn't expect um, anything bigger than that. I mean, that when I say shortstop, I mean either do you want Marte or do you want Story? Which one do you want? You're not going to – they're not they're – not, they're not going to pay Story. Because were you and I talking about the Coors Field effect? Was that Congrats. you – Congrats, okay. World Traveler. Uh, she's getting married on uh, awesome. Saturday. Good deal. Congratulations. Um, so was that was that you and I talking about story? You were was I was I on the side of story leaving Coors Field was was a bad thing, or was I on the side that that it didn't affect them? Yeah, you were on the side that didn't affect you. See, you don't even remember okay. it. No, I'm the no one that says it that did matter. And uh yeah, the, okay, the well, do say it because he's, well, no. he's not as good away from Coors Field. Right. And I went back and I just I just don't think I just don't think that they that they signed someone like a Trevor Story because he's gonna win a long term deal. Um there if if they don't sign mark my words, if they don't sign Carlos Correa to a long term deal, they're not signing anybody else to a long term deal at shortstop. 
They're not going to do it. If you don't pay the best, you're not going to pay the rest. There you go. You can you can trademark that line and put it on a shirt. I don't care. You're not going to trade that. You're not going to if you're not going to pay the best, you're not going to pay the rest. So you can put that in your pipe and smoke it, everybody. Carlos Correa returns or we go budget until Jeremy Pena is ready to roll. And then he's going to be the guy. Now at starting at shortstop, Brett, 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 Chancey. No, no. Starting at shortstop, <laughs> Freddie Galvis. There you go. Oh, That's my budget God, shortstop. No. What? Okay, Eric. Eric, did you listen to yesterday's show? No, not you yet. need to go back. You need to listen I, to yesterday's I told you I show. Took a nap. Um, well, so, no, you had time Dorothy, to listen. Go back Dorothy, and do your homework. Dorothy asked, uh, "Did Cray just decline the last offer?" No, uh, we don't know what happened with the last offer, but what he declined was the qualifying offer. That was the one-year deal that he could assign to stay with the Astros. Um, so oh, they offered him five years, one sixty, and he did not accept it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then he did not accept the qualifying offer. Right. So he's not accepted a single thing they've thrown his yeah. way. I don't think the, all the Astros are, are, are done dealing. Okay. All righty. So guys, that, that's all we got for this edition of the locked on Astros podcast. We'll be back tomorrow to uh, go ahead and talk some more about the fallout from the Justin Verlander signing and, um, t- talk some more with you and uh, go Strohs and have a good evening and we'll see you tomorrow.